At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Brock's cleared and, and ready to go. Um, uh, he's, he's, he's been cleared. He's uh, going to be without restrictions. Now, having said that, um, we're sticking and we're adhering to a, a plan that's been put in place for, for some time. And um, he got after it the last couple days. We upped his pitch count, so it was kind of the peak of the buildup. And so he'll, he'll take off uh, day one. And uh, But, you know, we believe in that plan. So he's cleared without restriction. There will be some time off, you know, due to, due to pitch count and all that, sticking to the plan. But the great news is Brock has worked his tail off and, and he's ready to go. I always thought in my mind, just so I wouldn't be disappointed, it would take a few weeks in camp. But he always looked like he would be ready because you didn't see any setbacks. And just talking to other guys, that's how it ended up. And um, watching it on our own, I thought it would go that way. But you don't really say that. You wait to hear it from Brock and um, to get back and talk to him last week and just to hear how he felt just mentally and being able to see physically. Um, he's ready to go. So I'm pumped. There's a key caveat to what John Lynch had to say. Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback, the last man taken in the 2022 draft, the QB3 who became the future potentially for the 49ers. He's cleared without restriction, except for the restrictions we're placing upon him that he's he's going to have days off. He's not going to throw for three days in a row for a few weeks. So there are restrictions on his overall workload as they get him ready. But when he does throw, he'll be able to throw – however he would have before he had that elbow injury in the NFC Championship. So that's good news. And look, it would have been alarming if he wasn't ready. But because he had that injury, and I think that's where it hurt the most for the 49ers, apart the fact that it squandered their opportunity to get to the Super Bowl because they arguably were the better team than the Eagles when they were on the field together that day. And and there are so many 49ers still salty about the fact that they could have won that game if they would have had a quarterback. Now you have to kind of hold your breath and see if Brock Purdy is going to be the new Jimmy G in San Francisco where it's always going to be something. There's always going to be an injury. When you least expect it, expect it. And I think that's what made it hurt so bad because it felt like we finally found a guy who's going to avoid the injury bug. And here we go, biggest stage so far of the year he gets injured, Chris. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, in some ways, just sometimes you go, damn, are they just cursed at this position? I mean, what the hell? You know, at least that's how I feel as a friend of, of Shanahan and, and rooting for the 49ers because of him and John Lynch and all of that. But this is great news. It, it is. Yeah. 
You know, I'm happy to see it. They're doing. They're being smart. They're not going to wear them out. You know, and 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 start issues. Hey, just continue to get it in shape. Get it feeling. You know, the way it should be. He, you know, I know it's full systems go, but I'm sure he doesn't feel. You know, still as good, as clean. You know, mechanically, the ball coming out of your hand, the feel, all that. I'm sure that's not where it was leading up to the NFC Championship game. So that's going to take some work too, and that's why you want to take it slow because you don't want the guy to wait. You know, I'm not throwing the ball as hard as I used to. Let me start throwing it harder and harder and harder, and then they're doing things mechanically wrong. Then oh, now you have tendonitis in the elbow or something else. So they're going to be careful that way. Uh, but good for Brock Purdy, good for the Niners, and hey, Brock Purdy, you know, like we always joke about here, there, there's a, hey, he's the man, he did good, but there's a poker on his ass, he knows that, he sees his team, they they put quarterbacks in and they just win all the time, no matter what, in a lot of ways, you know, he knows they're good, he's been seeing Sam Darnold in the spring, he's going, damn, Sam can do some stuff here, there's a reason he was a top five pick, so uh, I'm sure he's itching to get out there to reclaim his spot and make sure that spot is his all year long. And the vibe definitely coming from the team is that Sam Darnold is QB2, yes. Trey Lance right. is QB3, and they intend to keep him around because last year QB3 became QB1. It will be very interesting, though. I was on with Rich Eisen yesterday, and we kind of ended up in this territory, the idea of another team having – a serious injury to a quarterback in training camp preseason doesn't happen very often. Happened with Teddy Bridgewater seven years ago. Team becomes desperate and goes out looking for a replacement. Would the 49ers part with Trey Lance? And I assume it would be based on how much they would give up. And then they would just find another QB3 and just go forward if they could get a significant return for the guy that they ultimately invested three first-round picks and a third-round pick to get in 2021. And I just hope he gets a chance at some point. I hope he gets a chance to play and develop before his NFL career just kind of passes him by and he's lost and forgotten. Yeah, we're in dan- he's in danger of that right now, you know, the, the, the scenario you're explaining. You know, because here, here it is, we've talked about it. You know, There's things about his game he obviously needs to work on. He hasn't played enough football. And here he may go another year you know, of not playing much football unless things fall right for him. You know, and that that's where, yeah, it it's tough. And nobody, I think, to, to what you bring up, I don't think anybody would trade anything significant for him. You know, they've seen some of the issues in preseason football. You know, the concerns are, are common knowledge around the NFL about Trey Lance and whatever it is there. And the fact that he's QB3 right now for the 49ers, that speaks volumes to the rest of the NFL, too, to go, wait, why would we trade anything significant if he's the third guy on that team and like you said, they traded away three first-round picks to get him. So, uh, you know, I think he's just going to have to keep working and hope that he gets his chance somehow, some way. Jimmy Garoppolo, the oft-injured starter in San Francisco, now with the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Josh McDaniels, coach of the Raiders, met with the media yesterday. was asked this question, are there any restrictions on Jimmy G now that he has passed his physical after off-season foot surgery? No, there aren't. Um, we'll do what we always do with players that are coming off of, of any type of rehabilitation is we'll just, you know, we'll do it the right way. Um, you know, so it might not be, 
you know, a hundred percent of the repetitions, you know, first day and, you know, et cetera, but we would never do that with anybody. So, um, there's a number of players obviously that had things in the spring and, um, making sure that we're just smart about how we reintegrate them to the, you know, the totality of practice. It shouldn't affect us that much. Um, you know, but he'll excited for him to be out there. I know he's excited to be out there with his teammates too. Look, with Garoppolo, question one, can he get healthy from his latest injury? Okay, check. Yes, he's healthy. Question two, how long will he stay healthy? That's always going to be the question with Jimmy Garoppolo because whether it's awareness, I don't know what it is. He just lacks the ability to keep himself healthy, and there is a fine line between courage and stupidity and recklessness. You know, you hear all the time, oh, i got to fight for that extra yard. Well, wait a minute. If fighting for that extra yard means you're not going to be able to play for three weeks— Maybe we'll worry about that extra yard on the next snap. Yeah. There's a point where you got to be smart. Right. And I've never gotten the impression that he plays smart in a way aimed at keeping himself healthy. From the moment that he foolishly dipped his shoulder and delivered a blow to a defensive back against the Chiefs week three of 2018 and tore his ACL, that was where you put the dunce cap on Jimmy G when it comes to his football smarts or lack thereof. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I hear you. You're right. I mean, hey, he's... He is a little daring and does some things that, you know, have made us scratch our heads as far as decisions and throws before. We've, we've documented that, you know. And, you know, to, to your point, too, he, he's a tough SOB. That's where I'll give Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo a ton of credit. You know, he will stand in the pocket sometimes to a point where you go, oh, hey, throw the ball away, get down, whatever. You know, so it's something that you, I admire about him. But, yeah, there's got to be that fine line. And, you know, like you're talking about here, and, and, you know, I know we hit on this before a little bit. He's, for the modern-day NFL quarterback, 2023, he is way below average as an athlete. Way below. I mean, He's more of a throwback to like the 80s and early 90s as far as a pocket passer. Think about his injuries. Think about the things you just said. They're all moving and stuff like that. You know, to a point where sometimes I just go, yeah, he's, he's not even a, a great enough athlete for this day and age, a quarterback, to get out of harm's way at, to, at, at times. And that's where I think he's got to, you know, reconfigure how he wants to play in the pocket and be a little safer that way. I mean, he's basically Tom Brady without the ability to protect himself. And he's not as big he? as Tom Brady. Exactly right. 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 That's right. You know, Tom is a sneaky. When you see Tom Brady in person, you go, damn, he's tall. Damn, he's long. Right? I mean, he's got long levers. You're right. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's not the same type of body build, and he doesn't have that spidey sense that Brady has in the pocket to avoid trouble all the time. I mean, there it is. That graphic, it, it reminds me of the old jersey of all the names of the Browns quarterbacks. I mean, it's just <laughs> one after another, after another, after another. And that's the question. How long can he stay healthy with the Raiders? And, I mean, it's it's they don't have any backups. They got the rookie they drafted. And they, they got, got Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Right. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I, they must have been like, whoo, he passed the physical. Thank God. I mean, if he didn't, think about what and we... And they got Tommy. Uh, well, and they got not Tom, anymore. Owner, no Tom more Brady. equity. You can't play. If you got equity, you can't do it. Uh, cut it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I feel like... Well, I'm, giving equity and buying equity are two different things. Mm. So... Yeah, you're yeah, right. Maybe. That may be aimed to keep... I mean, maybe that is preemptively aimed to keeping Brady. But why would they not want... That's what I said when this this came up. Oh, there'd have to be a unanimous vote of the owners to allow Tom Brady to play once his purchase of the equity partial small slice of the Raiders goes through. Why would you not want Tom Brady to play? 
I mean, at some point you have to put down your competitive zeal and recognize it helps everyone if Tom Brady plays. Because every game that Tom Brady plays on national television is going to generate gigantic ratings, which lays a foundation for more billions in the next TV deal. So why would they not want him to play? Anyway, uh, as far as we know, he's not playing. But as I've been saying all offseason, we don't know how he's going to feel once the train starts leaving the station without him, and he doesn't know no, I how know. he's going to feel. I'd be shocked. The train though. starts leaving the station. He's dating. He's him. out I would there. Be too. He's living the good life, Mike. I, uh, he's in the Hamptons. Uh, the big time party. He's trying to not pay attention. He's trying to p- not pay attention to <laughs> right. the train leaving the station without him. Let's see if it works. All right, <laughs> yeah. we're going to take a break. The Giants train will not be leaving the station without Saquon Barkley. Is it possible he was going to take another line to a different town? We'll talk about that when PFG Live continues right after this. I know Dave and Tom worked feverishly with with his representation last week to um, you know do what they could. And again, I've said it before. I respect his decision to ultimately not you know not uh, sign a deal at that point. Um, so you know, right now, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, there's there's um, there hasn't been much uh, since then uh, since the deadline. And um, you know, certain things can change. Obviously, we know that. But um, you know, that's that's obviously a lot of his decision and and I respect you know whatever he chooses to do that's his choice you know and so I look forward to seeing him when we see him to translate Josh McDaniel's message to Josh Jacobs the rules allow us to squat on your rights for 10.1 million dollars and we ain't changing it's up to you what you're going to do that's really what he's saying we're not going to give you more money we're not going to promise to not tag you next year the ball's in your court and there's nothing we can do well, there's nothing we will do about it. It's up to you to decide when to take the 10.1. But remember this, Josh, they can take it away. And I still have this sneaking suspicion they're going to do just that right before the start of the season and put him in free agency, and he's not going to come close to 10-1 anywhere else because all the rosters are set, all the money's spent, all the budgets are exhausted by then, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, certainly looking at this situation going, what's going to go on here? Definitely. You know, hey, Jot McDaniels, he said he respected the decision and all that, and he said the right things, and I'm sure he's got tremendous respect for Josh Jacobs. But at the same time, that doesn't mean diddly squat. That doesn't mean anything like you're saying, that he's going to give some long-term contract. And, and as we've discussed, too, he came from a place in New England that, that would never do that. So I don't know if that's, you know, in the bylaws of the how you run an organization for guys like Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels. And I don't know where it goes. And I just go back to what we said on Monday. Josh Jacobs, get in there and sign that damn thing and get yourself in shape and be ready to go. There's no way you're going to get that money back and you're not going to do yourself any good by sitting out and doing nothing here for the next six weeks. It's not going to put you in the spot you need to be to capitalize to be at your best in case you are on the field this season or you do get traded or something like that. You know, so it's, that's where it's, it's dicey for him. But I will say this too. You know, I, I, I am one to go, it's, this is a dicey play by the Raiders, too. This dude is real. He's awesome. He is one of the top backs in the game right now. We just talked about, you know, they got Mr. Glass 2.0 at quarterback over there, right? You want to make that work. You want to protect him, right? This is a huge year. 
McDaniels, for whatever reason, always gets flack that I think is a little bit undeserved at times, right? And that's where I look at that. And then you're in the AFC West where, you know, I, you know, I don't know. There's a part of me at sometimes too to just go, hey, Josh Jacobs, get in there. Hey, Raiders, give Josh Jacobs a little bit more money like the Giants did and try to make this work. And I think that's the best for both sides. But it doesn't seem like that's happening here in this one. Chris, I think the basic problem is this. They made what they thought was a good football-slash-business decision last year in not picking up the fifth-year option because the Josh McDaniels offense is not conducive to a workhorse running back. You want a committee, and you want to determine game-by-game, game-plan-by-game-plan, which guy you're going to feature and what you're going to have him do. You want to have interchangeable parts at running back. Then, when he had a great year, they had to make a political slash PR slash business decision to tag him because they couldn't let him walk away after having the career year that he had in 2022. I think deep down, they really don't want him long term. No, they're willing to keep him around as long as he keeps doing what he did last year, but they'll keep him around exactly as long as he does what he did last year. And that's the moment they let him go. And, and that's what has him so pissed off. And, and he's in a spot where he doesn't have a good alternative. And the longer he waits to show up, the harder it's going to be to have the kind of year this year that would cause them to either tag him or someone else to pay him or someone trades for him or whatever. It's just a bad situation. I feel horrible for Josh Jacobs, and I understand why he's upset, but I really do think he runs the risk of of finding himself a man without a team just as week one approaches and no one in a position to give him what he could get right now from the Raiders. Agreed. Right. And, and, uh, the uh, smartest move of the okay. off. Go ahead. I was Go just saying, and one thing, too, is I don't think the Raiders want to run the ball as much as they did last year. I think one of the reasons they ran the ball so much last year is because they didn't trust Derek Carr. He did not play his best football. You know, So they want to be more of a passing team. I mean, look at where they've spent their money and all of that to where you know that's another reason, I think, you know, to, to your point and what you're saying, they just don't value the position quite like that or at least one guy like that to be the make-or-break guy for their offense. The smartest decision of the offseason, the entirety of the offseason, came when Cowboys running back Tony Pollard saw which way the wind was blowing for the running back market and squatted on his $10.1 million fully guaranteed franchise tag salary for 2023. Here's Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones from their Welcome to Oxnard press conference on running back Tony Pollard. You look at Tony Dorsett, you look at Emmett Smith, you look at uh, Zeke Elliott. Uh, we've had, you know, great running backs here and great respect uh, for that position. Uh, you know, I will say this about Tony. We offered Tony a long-term deal. It's a free market out there. Uh, there are, you know, there are mechanisms in place that uh, allow teams to hold a player a year called the franchise tag, and we certainly utilize that. Actually, I think uh, uh, the franchise tag, uh, when I think of it, uh, probably fit that situation really well. It's a distribution process. Uh, if one player gets a dollar, the other one doesn't get it. And so you distribute it uh, as best you can. And in this particular case, I think it worked uh, well for uh, Tony. That's a lot of money. Uh, and I think it's uh, going to help uh, make it work for us to uh, put this team together this year. Yeah, $10.1 million is a lot of money. And Jerry Jones investments probably appreciated by more than 10.1 million in the time it took him to give that answer but again that's a different issue altogether long-term deal means nothing unless you know exactly what was offered because he's got 10-1 in hand you got to trade in the 10-1 for whatever they're going to give you and i 
have seen the numbers, and the numbers weren't enough to justify Tony Pollard trading in the 10-1 for whatever the long-term deal was. So now we see what happens next year. They likely won't tag him in 2024, and he walks away. And it's funny, when they rattled off the names of the great running backs, yeah. they didn't mention DeMarco Murray. Right, He's the single-season franchise leader with 1,845 yards. You know what they did after yeah. he accomplished that feat in his later. fourth season? They said, see you later. Right, right. No, I, I hear you. You know, Mike, I do wonder with this running back conversation, are we going to get to a point where, listen, I know that the real, the good business is, wait, if I want to sign a long-term deal, it has to equal the franchise tag, and maybe if you franchise tag me the next year or whatever else, and that's all going to match up. But at some point, I think these running backs, Saquon Barkley included, whatever, you know, in this conversation, because we know they offered him a deal as well, they might have to take a little less in that department than they want to. You know, I don't know what Pollard was, was totally offered there or whatever, but that might be what I have to do here to kind of inch the market up a little bit and do it that way. I don't know. Uh, I know that's too far gone now, and we can't do anything until right. next year, but uh, I just wonder if that'll change the mindset or the mindset will change from running backs. The general approach, though, with franchise tag, regardless of position, if you want to trade in the tag, the guaranteed bird in the hand, you got to give me two in the bush yeah, right now, right. this year and next year, right. fully guaranteed together as the starting point for the long-term deal. That's what they did with Des Bryant yeah. when they took his franchise tag and turned it into a long-term deal several years ago, and that's what they needed to do to get Tony Pollard to sign. Um, all right, Saquon Barkley signs his deal. It gives him 10.1 plus up to 909,000 in incentives to get the full 909. He's got to have 1,350 rushing yards. He's got to have 11 touchdowns, 65 catches, and the Giants have to make the playoffs. Now, as I was digesting the aftermath of this yesterday and talking to some people I know, I tripped over something I didn't previously know. And I obviously I trust the person completely and inherently that I heard it from. Back when they were negotiating in March and April, back in that time frame, yeah. after Saquon had been tagged, the way I understand the, the, the facts as it played out, Barkley's representation asked the Giants to try to trade him. They didn't ask for permission to shop Barkley directly. They asked the Giants to try to trade him. The Giants called 12 teams, and they found no takers at what Barkley was looking to get. Now, I don't know what the, the Giants were looking to get by way of trade, but it went nowhere. But it, I think I don't know that it was a serious effort by Barkley to get out of New York or by the Giants to trade him. I think it was more a way of just illustration yeah. that no one wants to pay Saquon Barkley what he wants. It's not just the Giants taking advantage of a rigged system that allows them to say, we'll just pay you 10-1 this year. No one was going to pay him that 15 or $16 million he was trying to get. No, I, I think that's fair. We know that. We know how the league operates in that, you know, that conversation and that discussion. We do. And, you know, to that, too, like, you know, what goes into that is, oh, yeah, hey, we're not going to pay. But the Giants weren't just going to, you know, you know, you know, trade them or sell them down the river for nothing. That, that's for sure. Because he's also one of those guys that's like, yeah, we don't want to pay him that much, but we're not going to give him away for free because he can make us look real stupid next year when he runs for 1,700 yards and has 20 touchdowns. So that's where it's screwed up, too. That's where the, the whole thing is messed up in this conversation because when it gets into these conversations with these type of players, they don't want to pay them, but then they value them in the trade like the number they don't want to pay them, and that's where it doesn't make sense, and that's where the running back is getting screwed over. 
Pete is in the process of typing some breaking news into the document. I don't know if Giants his document is Giants and a what? And what, Pete? What's going on? Giants and Andrew Thomas have a five-year extension. Left wow. tackle Andrew Thomas. Now that they have, now that they've gotten Saquon Barkley for one year, they have a five-year extension with left tackle Andrew Thomas. We'll get the full breakdown of that at PFT. Let me just say one last thing about Saquon Barkley because yeah. I, I love him as a player, and I, I wanted him to get more than he got. And I'm committed to this cause of the running backs trying to improve their overall situation. I am. I'm ta- talking to people that I know, saying, "Hey, anything we can do, we're trying to help." And I, I, I because I believe that that. For all the reasons we've stated all week long, the physical pounding these guys take and what they bring to the game, there has to be a way to reward them. And I'm a believer in your idea, not anybody else's. Nobody else's. It was Chris's idea back in March. Have a league-wide fund that compensate guys for performance. Touchdowns, yards, the guys who make the fantasy football games go, the guys who make us excited on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. Let's take care of them while they are doing it based upon what they're doing. That said, Saquon's got a habit of pushing back against some of our reporting with the three cap emojis. He did it when I reported that back in March, the Giants offered him $13 million per year, and he wanted $16 million per year. And I said in response, hey, okay, fine. If it's a lie, tell us what the truth was, because you know. Yeah. I don't know. If you think I'm wrong, then tell us what the truth was in crickets. And then yesterday, after I reported, I reported there was again the three cap emojis. Hey, Saquon, you may not have known what was going on with this one, but... I don't tell you how to run the ball. Don't tell me how to find out facts. This one's true. You can three-cap emoji all you want, Saquon, but you're wrong on this one. On the last one, you could have told us whether you turned down 13 and wanted 16. On this one, I don't think you know what was really going on behind the curtain as they were trying to work all this out. That's all I got to say. I feel better now. All right, good, good. Serenity now. You did it. And I love Saquon. And I love Saquon. And I want the best for him. He deserves everything he can get. But facts are facts. They're stubborn things. They're facts. Yeah. Here's a fact. Our new favorite segment is the crossover grid. We have another one. Oh, baby. We have another one. <laughs> and we're going to do it next. Live. We'll do it live here on VFT Live. Screw it. We'll do it live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. What if millions of black Americans had been compensated for slavery? Join me, Tremaine Lee, as I explore the untold story of one of the only black Americans who ever was. I talk to his descendants and discuss how reparations forever change their family's trajectory and imagine a reality where reparations are paid to the rest of black America. Into America presents Uncounted Millions, The Power of Reparations, a Black History Month series. New episodes drop Thursdays. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.
There it is, the snow-capped, Nike-fied Broncos helmet. Why not just wear the old orange crush, light blue? No, no, got to be fancy. Gotta, it looks like the Browns helmet. It's the Browns helmet with a D on each side. It's pretty cool, right, though. I, I do like it. You I win. like it. That looks just like the Browns. Little, that looks exactly like what the Browns are doing. It's it's not too far off. I would agree with you there. I, I would. You know, yeah, maybe the that's where maybe the light blue, like you're talking about, would have came in handy to differentiate that a little bit there. Uh, but I mean, it's cool. I understand the snow caps. I mean, you're in Denver. You always see the Rocky Mountains right there, so they are trying to tie it into something as far as their city. Um, I, but no, yeah, it's a little no, brown. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Yeah. It's just another helmet people can buy because people can still buy that light blue one and now they can buy the dark blue one and now they can buy the white one. It's just more stuff for people to buy. And that's fine. I'm a capitalist, but I'm also allowed to point out that that's exactly what they're doing. Here's what we're doing. Crossover grid. Day number two. This guy's going (laughs) to. Hey, look, and let me just give you the information where you can find this game. He does one every day. Crossovergrid.com slash NFL. It's usually up around one o'clock Eastern. He's given us a special one each of the last two days. This is the one at crossovergrid.com slash PFT. You can play along now. And here we go, Cindy Brady. The red light is on, and it doesn't mean there's hot donuts. There's a hot poker. And now we got to come up with some answers here. Okay, what do we got? Do you got? Do any of any of them jump out at you? I've got a couple that jump uh, out at left, me. I'll go right right away with the Cowboys and the Colts. Right? I mean, I know we have Stefan Gilmore, but I think we have better than that as far as less likely. Right? Let's we go. Want to go low percentage? Low, let's go. Malik go Hooker. Obscurity. Malik Hooker. Right? Ooh, he was drafted well by the Colts. Right? He's on the Cowboys right now. Let's see. All right. There it is. Yeah. Nineteen percent. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good because Gilmore would have been higher. Yeah, I agree with you there. Right. All right, I'm going to go to the next one now. Now I'm I feel guilty in admitting this, but there is another grid out there, and I fully get my fix by playing all of them. I, I had an experience the other night with Colts and Giants, right? On another grid that may be out there, and here's what I do: I'll get down to the last one, and I won't want to give up. So I'll I'll let it consume my life. We had people over for dinner, and I'm sitting outside trying to have conversations with our guests. And all the while, I'm thinking, Colts, Giants, Colts, Giants. And I got it down to three. I got it down to three. I got it down to Davis Webb, Curtis Painter, and Ahmad Bradshaw. And I ultimately had to pick one. And I picked the wrong one. I picked Davis Webb. So it's not Davis Webb. I know this one. It's Curtis Painter. Take it. And that will be a low percentage. It should be. Man, good one there, Mike. 2.5. Really good one. All right. I'm, Maybe I'm, a Mod Bradshaw would have been a little lower. I'm All right. A, I'm a little, and, and can I, can I, have, can yeah. I do the next one? Please. Can I please. finish the first line? Please. Because I think this one will be low. And I've been waiting to use this guy because he's one of my all-time favorite players. I've got his book, Fatso, both in hardcover and in paperback. Art Donovan, Colts wow. Hall of Famer. I'm hoping for a very low percentage. Pete, what do you got for me? It's got to be don't, low. Don't fat finger it. Wow. That's the lowest I've ever All seen right. right there. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Good job. No picture for good old Art Donovan there. All right. All right. But, yeah. All right. So I'm like the Washington Cowboy box there. I'm a little bit like scared there. I don't know if I got, I got, I'm blanking right now as we sit on players that were we can move on all right the Giants and Washington I have one that I know for sure right off my head and Landon Collins right but is there anybody else that jumps out to you as far as Giants and Washington crossover there 
Yeah, and this is one of those that it just drives me crazy because I start thinking Joe Theismann because he got his leg broken by the Giants. It's like, I mean, he never played for the Giants, what? but I, I have to sift through that clutter in my mind to get to whoever it was. That Michael Pierce is guys. another guy that's coming to my mind, well, the linebacker. How about, how about Eric Flowers? How about Eric Flowers? Did he play Ooh. for both? And t- Antonio Did Pierce. Eric Flowers, yeah, Eric Flowers might Eric be a Flowers. good one. I think, let's go, I think we go with Eric Flowers. With I think that's the lowest one. E-R-E-C-K. All right, let's see what Eric Flowers is. Four point uh, seven. I'm surprised it's that high. Okay, right. that's strong. Um, we, we need an obscure Commanders Hall of Fame inductee, and and I would submit Bobby Mitchell to uh, to you for consideration because you know Daryl Green is going to be a high percentage. John Riggins would probably be fairly high. Can we do Bobby Mitchell? I assume Bobby Mitchell's in. Yeah, I let's assume, do it. I, assume, I, I, I like that. I think, I think Bobby Mitchell's in. I think he's in. Let's Damn, go. you're killing it, Mike. 0.16. It pays to be old, baby. Damn. It pays to be old. <laughs> All right. Uh, this last, let, what, what we're going to put a pin in Cowboys Commanders, unless you've thought of somebody. No, Have I haven't yet. No, not yet. I'm still. I'll keep, I'll yeah. keep thinking of that one. Let's work down the next, the next one. Top 10 pick NFL draft, Dallas Cowboys. Well, I, I mean, right away I go to like Ezekiel Elliott, just as far as like recent history. We know high. that. I know. It's going to be too high. You know, Troy Aikman, that's going to be too high. Who's some other top guys that we're missing? Zach Martin wasn't well, top 10. No, no, no. That was the year that they were going to go yeah. Johnny Manziel. It was like 14. Right. Um, I th- I was Harvey Martin a top ten guy? I, mm. You know, I mean that's that's where this game drives you crazy because you get inclined to fly a little too sun on, uh, close to the sun on wings of pastrami with some of these, and you take a chance, yeah. and it blows up in your face. I mean, Emmett so, Smith was point, in the twenties, I believe. He was right? not. He that, was not. Tony Dorsett he was, was he Michael a top Irvin ten guy? That that's you know. I've, I feel like he was. I feel like he was six or seven. I feel like he was six or seven. But would, wouldn't Troy Aikman? I feel like Troy Aikman's going to be a lower percentage. Then maybe not. Then maybe who, not. Then who? Who do you say? Who are you saying? Well, I, I think I think Zeke is going to be like ninety percent. So you want to go with Troy one. and just be safe but I here? Assume, well, I feel like we should just go with Troy and be safe. Yeah, I'm let's with go you. with Troy and be well, safe. Let's go, Troy, be safe. Troy Aikman. Come on, Pete. It's going to be pretty Time high. Type, but Pete. let's go, Pete. All right, chop, that's chop, not bad. Uh, all right. We okay. could have done better. Um, well, I, I I will defer to you on a Giants player who was a top ten pick. Well, I know we could go with Big Phil. I mean, that's certainly that's up there. I feel like we should. Well, I feel like we should. All right, go let's with do it. Let's go with Big. I, people might not realize Big Phil was a top ten pick, so that might be. Man, zero point five. Oh my gosh! A lot of people don't realize. Holy crap! The big effort was a top and ten. This guy, pick. wait, this Good guy, Lord. you're asking to make the grid. He didn't know we might pick <laughs> Phil Sims. He didn't got a picture of my freaking dad here. What the hell is going on here? He's updating it. He's updating it as we go. Hey, let me tell you something. The guy's on the West Coast, All so right. it's four a.m. local time when the show Wake starts. Wake your ass He's up trying. and get a picture of Phil Sims on there. <laughs> I'm just having Jared. Fun. <laughs> I know Jared is his first name. I don't know his last name. Let me go now. Now. This is like fairly wide open. This is one where you go old and obscure. And I I think that it feels like it's not very old and obscure to me because I'm old and obscure. I think Joe Green is going to have a low percentage at the intersection of top 10 pick and NFL Hall of Fame inductee. Are you fine with Joe Green? Yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. You might be right. I think think that will not be an often guessed one. Holy crap. We're going to have a good score here. Here we go. But this is the one, Mike. If we can come up with the last one. If we can come up with a cowboy and a commander. The mortal enemies 
of the of the seventies and the eighties. I mean, this is it. Who played for both teams? Oh, I got one. I got one. His name is Joey Prime Galloway. Time. Joey Galloway. Prime Time. Oh, there you go. Prime Deion time. Sanders. Well done. Right? Well done. It's probably going to be a high percentage, but let's just get we'll out of Dodge because we'll we got it. look at that lower row. <laughs> we'll take the we'll take the forty one when we got that lower row, and he's got a picture. We also could have done Alfred Morris, who uh, was uh, an eighteen hundred yeah. yard rusher as a sixth round pick in twenty twelve, and drove a nineteen ninety Mazda six two. Oh, refresh! They got us. There's the pictures. There we go. There's Big Phil. <laughs> there there's he Big is. Phil. And there's Art Donovan. Awesome. The name of his book is Fatso, and it's a great read. <laughs> One of the great stories That's in there. That's not politically correct they were, this day and age. How dare he they, does that? They were, they were playing a game after the circus had left town, and the offensive def- and defensive linemen were throwing elephant crap at each other during the game. All oh right, uh, let's take a break. More PFT Live right after this. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, it was kind of cool, you know, seeing uh, everybody's different backgrounds and kind of see how they prepared. So um, just just cool seeing, you know, also their, their their personal lives and how they, you know, balance life and football. But um, they actually did reach out, and um, I don't I don't think I want to do it just because, you know, I just rather keep everything the way it is around here. I think, you know, just having cameras around the building, I think that might change the vibe of, um, you know, everyone and just, just want to keep it, you know, natural organic and really just focus on what's going on in the building so um i mean maybe maybe down the down the road but uh, i don't i don't think i see myself doing it this year at least yeah i said the other day the quarterback series on netflix is so good and it paints the players in such a positive light they'll be lining up out the door to be the next one to do the show. Well, the line a little shorter than I thought it would be. Justin Fields says, count me out. And I wonder how many of these starting quarterbacks now are going to be asked this question. And they should be asked, have you been asked to do it? Are you doing it? Because last year we had no idea the thing even existed. This year we know. Yeah. So I think it's fair game to wonder who the three guys are. Sure. Or maybe they're going to do more. I don't know. Maybe they're going to do two. Maybe they, who knows what they've decided to do to change it. But we need to know I'm curious to know who it's going to be next year so I can start looking forward to it. So I can start counting the days to whenever they drop it next year. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I mean, there's a part of me that if I was a player, I'd want to keep it on the wraps because I wouldn't want to hear, like, if I threw an interception in week four, I'd be like, oh, well, he's got those Netflix cameras all around him. That's where I feel like it's going to be used against players in season. I think Justin Fields is making the right decision here. I do. You know, he's not on solid ground. This is a big year. It's a big year for their organization. They don't need that. The guys they just picked for the, 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 the last one, those are three guys that, you know, they know, they've been around the NFL. Mahomes, obviously, he's already an all-time great. Kirk Cousins, really good. You know, we know what he is. He knows what he is. Mariota, journeyman, he's comfortable in his own skin. This is too big for Justin Fields. That, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's a wise thing to pass on this one and, and not deal with it. You know, I'm still shocked Mahomes did it. I really am. I mean, it's, 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 that's a pretty invasive type of thing. Well, it is, and it worked for him. And yeah. Peyton Manning said – recently I think he was on with McAfee when he said that it had been picked up for a second year I don't want to hear about distractions well you're going to hear about distractions because it is a distraction but the question is are the players and teams involved willing to tolerate the distractions are they willing to work with the producers to minimize the distractions but it can be a positive thing for a player and maybe for Justin Fields he just realizes this is my year 
to step up yeah. and become a great quarterback. This is the year it's got to happen. I got to do this year what Jalen Hurts did last year, what Josh Allen did in 2020. I got to declare myself year three. This is the time for me to shine, just like Brucey in the Longest Yard reboot. Brucey's time to shine. It's Justin Fields' time to shine, and I don't need the cameras around to keep me from the task at hand. So th- there may be some wisdom yeah, to I think that. So. But yeah. uh, I, I, I still think that, you know, whoever they pick, it's going to be it's going to be a fun watch because we learn a lot about these guys that we otherwise would never know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm 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 going to start this week at some point. You know, I had the anniversary last night and got stuff going on, but I can't wait to kind of dive in and watch this. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm excited to see who they might pick this year as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I do feel like it's going to be used against them a little bit if it gets out and they don't play good or have some moments where it'd be, oh, well, he's, you know, getting paid by Netflix and it's a distraction and we got that crap going on. All right, so we got the double today with the crossover grid, crossover, easy for him to say, crossover grid and a draft. The draft today, very simple. Who do you want to see? Season two of Netflix's quarterback. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to start with Joe Burrow, especially in this year, right? I mean, one, I mean, this is, it's, it's. One of the best quarterbacks in football. It's him and Mahomes and, you know, Allen and a, and a little bit of a different stratosphere for my money right now. Okay, so you got those three. And then with Burrow, with the contract stuff going on and all of that. And, you know, Burrow has a mystique about him right now where it just is like we all believe in him and that he's going to get it done and he's got like a magical power that permeates through the rest of the football team. So that's where it'd be cool to see Joe Burrow. I am going to go with the one that we will never see because this year I think it's going to be a lot of stress and a lot of pressure, and that's Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. How can you not want your boy Blue with all the Stephon Diggs stuff and where's the offense going and maybe Ken Dorsey's going to blow a gasket on camera. And again, a lot of that stuff would end up on the cutting room floor, but I think it would be great to get to know Josh Allen better and to really learn a lot about him under circumstances that may be a little... A little pressure package yeah, year for Yeah, I, I hear you there. That, I mean, it, to me, it was that or Burrow. The reason I gave it to Burrow a little bit just was because of the contract situation. But, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, can't-miss TV aspects about the Bills in this season and what they got going on, too. So I hear you there for sure. We going another pick here or we going to a break? All right, good. Go ahead. Go. All right. Well, uh, you know, along those lines, as far as pressure, money, new people, personalities, Lamar Jackson would be my next one. I mean, I'd love to watch and see how Lamar operates, the Ravens, how they operate in general. And they got so many strong personalities on the football team, along with Lamar, who we know is, you know, so beloved by teammates and players around the league. And then, of course, you get an inside look at the Ravens, one of the top organizations of football, and see John Harbaugh and do all that. That'd be one that I, I certainly would, would want to see. The next one for me is another pie in the sky, unrealistic, not going to happen, but a kid can dream. Russell Wilson. Oh. Let's ride. I'm with you. There's no way an L. Sean Payton would allow it in a million years, especially not this not year. right now. Right. But, man, this would be the year to see how they fix him. Does it work? How does it go? Chronicle it every step of the way. The best stuff would never make it to air, but man, it would be great to see the real story of what Sean Payton's doing to turn around Russell Wilson. All right, let's take a break. We got one more round of the draft of the quarterbacks we'd like to see on Quarterback on Netflix. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. 
All right, there are the first two rounds of the draft of the quarterbacks we would like to see on quarterback. Chris, you're up. Well, I mean, we picked some big names so far, right? Like where I, I want to go like along the lines of what we, you know, see on quarterback where they kind of had like, you know, the star Mahomes, the nerd study play guy, playbook guy, Kirk Cousins, and then their journeyman in Mariota, right? And I, I do think of like Jimmy Garoppolo would be interesting, but like, come on. I mean, the obvious thing is, is probably Aaron Rodgers. That would be my pick. If you're going to make me pick one left that's left here that I want to see. Yeah. That the jets, the jets, the young talent, the pressure in New York, you know, they got a lot of energy in that building with the coaches and everybody, the personalities there. I think that would be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and again, that's another one that probably won't happen, especially since they got the short straw on hard knocks. Here's another one that they probably won't do, but what a year it will be to see the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the bumps and bruises, or hopefully otherwise for Tua Tonga-Vailoa as he tries to establish himself as a long-term quarterback. And he said so, I think, last week, talking about what he needs to do. He was giving some comments to the Palm Beach Post about what he needs to do to be the long-term guy. He knows. He yeah. needs to avoid the injuries. He didn't right. call them concussions. He called them injuries. Right. But uh, concussions are the key, and that's going to be one of the focal points of the season. Can Tua tonga and Chris stay healthy? Yeah, yeah. Well, him coupled with Mike McDaniel, that would be, of course, amazing. Anything Mike McDaniel is going to be hilarious and funny. Uh, Baker Mayfield's another one as far as the journeyman guy that crossed my mind. If he starts... If he starts, if Tom Brady doesn't show up, maybe he shows up. Who knows? Maybe we'll show up tomorrow. Thanks for some of your time. Enjoy your Wednesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.